and welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. Great to have you here. We've got great conversation today with Kerry Ebersalt Singh, who is the Executive Vice President and Chief of Talent Solutions for the MEDC here in Michigan. And there's a recent story out that I thought was fascinating. It was titled Michigan Highlights Talent and workforce development on a national stage. And that's a big deal, obviously, here in our state, jobs and good jobs. Carrie, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be here with you. Well, I haven't had the pleasure to talk with you before. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to your current position. Sure. Well, prior to joining the team here at MEDC, I was over at Labor and Economic Opportunity and helped launch the Office of 60 by 30, which is that post-secondary goal that Governor Whitmer had set forth and with bipartisan support launched the ReConnect programs, which is that tuition-free pathway for adult learners that exists in our state. So if you're over the age of 25, you can have tuition-free education at local community colleges around the state. Prior to that, I have a long history. I know it's hard to say over two decades. I know, Tony, that's when you say I look very young. But over two decades of local government, state government, and work and started my own business consulting and with philanthropy and policy issues. So I've really been fortunate to work in a lot of challenging but really rewarding areas. And Carrie, before we kind of dive into our topic, I just wanted to get your take on the elections. We want to be neutral, obviously. We don't look to see who wins or loses, but how do elections and election cycles, how do you deal with those? How does that work for you guys? Well, I would say one thing for me, I've silenced my phone because I've been getting a lot of text messages. <laughs> it's a nightmare, isn't across it? Across the country, <laughs> um, which is slightly annoying. But, you know, for us in any area that I've been fortunate to work in, it's really those decisions on the ballot affect policy and budget decisions. And for a lot of areas that I've worked in, it's about policymaker education in terms of recognizing what the state may be challenged with, what we have to mobilize and develop to meet those challenges with remedies, whether that's, again, through budget dollars or policy change. And ultimately, you know, for me, those elections and electing those policymakers come back to how we want to see our state and the direction we want to go on various policy issues. How do we in the media, and this is the main focus of this pod, is to discuss how we in the media can be better and how we do what we do. From your perspective, how do we cover policy in Michigan as a whole, and how can we be better? Yeah. Listen, I think it is challenging, you know, with the 24-hour news cycle and the ever-evolving space that you really want to connect how policy impacts daily lives, whether that's pocketbook issues or how people live their life. So I think, you know, drawing that distinction on policy areas and helping candidates or current office holders stay focused on how a position is going to affect everyday people in this great state, that's what you want to focus on. The Manufacturing Institute Workforce had a summit 
And it brought together manufacturers, economic development professionals, as well as community partners to talk about those partnerships, to strengthen those partnerships, and to discuss workforce challenges. Whose idea was this? And really, what was the main goal for you? Yes, absolutely. So this is their first ever national conference focused on the workforce challenges of the manufacturing sector. And this is held in Cincinnati, but we got to get this into Detroit or Grand Rapids or something, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We laid some groundwork and on top of me putting a little bit of a challenge out that we may be coming to their state soon to help recruit talent to the state of help, you know, come up here and live the pure mission again, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I was half joking, of course, when I said that. But in all reality, this was an incredible venue. It brought together manufacturers and leaders from across the nation to talk about those workforce challenges, specifically in the manufacturing sector. This is an arm of the National Association of Manufacturing. And, you know, I got to tell you, it was a privilege to sit next to the Economic Development CEO for Virginia, as well as Louisiana Fast Track. Those are two states in the nation that are often referenced to best in class when they do economic development for their states. And I got to tell you, I think we held our own in terms of some of the initiatives we've launched here. When we come back, Carrie, I want to talk about what you learned and as comparing Michigan to other states when it comes to manufacturing. We're talking with Carrie Ebersol Singh, who is Executive Vice President and Chief of Talent Solutions for the MEDC. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. Carrie Ebersol Singh is with us. And Carrie, we were talking about the summit. What's the state of manufacturing, not only in our country, but in our state, especially as you compare it to how we were doing before COVID hit? I got to tell you, the investment that is happening, not only here in Michigan, but across the country, we've seen it significant investment as we've been coming out of COVID. In part, frankly, you know, the federal government has been moving dollars into the battery manufacturing sector to help onshore, as well as the semiconductor area. And these are large facilities that, you know, cost billions of dollars to build in the semiconductor space. So you are often hearing from folks that, you know, mega sites, the several hundred acre sites across the country are getting snapped up very 
very quickly because of the investment and the onshoring that is taking place. As it relates to existing businesses too, it is a time of you know expansion and having workforce constraints. So you often are hitting on topics of how to best retain employees. How can you recruit and attract the top talent to meet your needs for your business? And there are definite challenges, especially here in the state of Michigan. You know, our workforce participation is still lagging other states, but we have a lot of unique assets that I think that we're going to be putting to work in a different way and leveraging partnerships where it's really going to benefit our employers in the state. So, Carrie, we have issues, challenges here in Michigan with getting folks to come out and work. There is the economy. There is crime. There is our challenges in the oil industry, all which impact manufacturing. What are we doing to battle that and to try to get past those challenges? Well, I can tell you what we're specifically doing with the mobility and auto industry here in the state. I think Add all those dynamics, Tony, you just referenced on top of a rapid, very significant transformation that is happening in the sector, and that's electrification. And the types of skill sets that are needed have to be either upskilled for existing workforce or bringing in new talent into their workforces. So one initiative that we launched was the Talent Action Team. And we are working with a set of 15 employers, OEMs and suppliers to go deep in terms of their own labor forecast specific occupations they need and skills and competencies. Because as you know, sometimes if you can code out of high school, you may not want to go for to get a degree. Getting a degree and additional training is always a good idea. So don't say I'm credentialing, don't go to school. But I'm saying that there's a huge opportunity for more accelerated short-term training opportunities that are going to be you know hitting business needs. Our educational institutions in the state, I mean, we got two that have a big football game this weekend. Who are you rooting for, Carrie? Go green. I'm all, all green. All right. All right. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's important. It's an important question, Tony. But, you know, those are two institutions in the state that have not only amazing research and expertise in their faculty, but are rich with talent, students coming to the state, learning key skills that can serve industry. And One of the areas that the Talent Action Team is going to be servicing is how do we create a more curated experience between employer and educational institution to build a relationship for recruitment specifically. Mm -hmm. We have a whole set of initiatives that we will be customizing curriculum hand in hand, recruitment, and then ultimately, you know, getting these folks in these jobs. So there's a lot of exciting things happening on the horizon. Carry a long time ago in a land far, far away, I went to elementary school as well as middle school in California. And some of the classes we had to take, I had a horticultural class, I had a wood shop class, I had metal, I had drafting, I had a cooking mm-hmm. class. And I think we in the media have an epic fail and perhaps also a K through 12 and maybe manufacturers too, we have an epic fail in letting kids know that the trades are great jobs and you can make great money. I have been into some phenomenal factories and 
be it GM and other similar, these guys are walking around in starch shirts and khaki pants, mm -hmm. and they have these great jobs, and the facilities are great, and they're making great, great money. I've got friends who are plumbers and electricians, and I think our kids forgot my mom and dad had a great living and lived happy lives doing that, and I don't think we've communicated that well. Yeah, I think that's a really important point too. You know, working in an auto manufacturing setting isn't our father or grandfather's auto facility. It is about robotics. It is about coding. And, you know, it's a very, very different, highly skilled, highly technical type of work these days, these assembly jobs. So I think we got to recognize that. And then also it is both, and this is definitely very much a part of a priority for our talent action team is how do we educate what these jobs of the future in the mobility sector look like? And that includes, you know, at the schools and the PK-12 system, right? And, you know, there's a number, robotics programs are in the CTE classes, right? And I think you're correct. We need to help bridge that gap and also really start, I always go to the word cultivate. We really need to cultivate folks' passion and aptitude in that PK-12 setting. And like, I'm very aware that at MEDC, I can't boil the ocean. I can't solve every problem. You know, we have a lot of challenges, but we are taking a responsibility and thinking creatively about how we can engage our educational systems younger, bring industry to the table, bring some of their equipment so kids can, you know, start to get experience in an earlier in their school journey. We're talking with Carrie Ebersol Singh from the MEDC. This is Media Business. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how Michigan compares with other states when it comes to manufacturing. Again, this is Media Business. I'm Tony Conley, and this is the Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for tuning in to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We've been having a great conversation with Carrie Ebersol Singh, who is the Executive Vice President and Chief of Talent Solutions for the MEDC. So, Carrie, let's brag a little bit about Michigan. Where do we have the edge over other states when it comes to manufacturing? And what can we do to be better to compete against some states? Yeah, great question. I would say one is our community colleges and four-year institutions. Lansing Community College here is ranked second in the country for their technical programs. That it gives us a leg up. Some of our training facilities, you know, here again in mid-Michigan, it's the Center for Advanced Manufacturing or Manufacturing Excellence. You know, the RMTC down the Kellogg Community College runs in the Battle Creek area is also pointed to. Denso has a very close relationship with them mm -hmm. in terms of the amazing modules and training that it has created. I would also reference the research and development in our four-year institutions. I think here we have at University of Michigan, the largest public university with 
the largest research dollars in the country. I mean, it's just amazing resource. And I would say, you know, we have engineering programs in the state of Michigan that are second to none. That gives us a leg up. And that is because of our heritage in the auto industry. The -hmm. amount of engineers that are coming out of Michigan schools, not only are they experts and highly trained, but there's a quantity of them and a number of industries are looking to our state. You know, Carrie, with the history that Michigan has with manufacturing, I've always been baffled by why someone in the state, and I don't know if it's led by the big three or other big manufacturers, why aren't we a computer chip hub? Well, I would like to think it's a matter of time, (laughs) you know. I think, again, you've seen a few of the announcements after the CHIPS funding passed on the federal front. I think there's additional companies that are looking for a home and where they want to set up their North American operations. I think Michigan, because of our engineering capacity, because of the auto industry, again, I'll go back to that pure Michigan lifestyle that we enjoy. We have a huge value proposition to offer them. And if there's anyone listening in the semiconductor space... And you want to, you know, come talk to us. We're ready to be your home and create that hub, as you mentioned, Tony. And one of the things from what I understand, what has stopped so many countries as well as states, as well as businesses from doing this is it takes a lot of dough. It takes a lot of money to start up that business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at... New York's package for Micron, it was like what almost $6 billion that the state put into that. And that is a tall order for any entity to provide. And that's outside of the federal resources. So. so what other policies can Michigan help you with? What else do you need to get to where you want to be, Carrie? Sure. I want more people to ask me that question, Tony. What do you need, Carrie? What do I need? What (laughs) do I need? So I would say one is, you know, there's a couple of things that we're looking at here at the MEDC. And when you look at the workforce dollars, and when we think about the higher ed tuition dollars, there's still a need for flexible curriculum dollars that we can work with industry to customize. So that would be an area I would love to talk more with our policymakers on. I think also recently the Michigan Strategic Fund just purposed up to $10 million for an attraction and retention effort. And I'm really excited to get that launched with my colleagues at MEDC because I think that's going to be a huge value. Other states in our region are coming for our people, Tony, and we need Mm -hmm. to make sure everyone is reminded of the value proposition of not only staying here in Michigan, but also how we can forge an easier path to get a career that folks are rewarded by. Now, the job of the media, us in the news, is to give news and information to folks to help them conduct their lives in a more positive fashion. What can we do? Because this has got to be a little bit of responsibility on us to get the word out to folks Mm -hmm. that, hey, you want to live here, you want to work here, you want to be educated here, you can be happy here. How can we do that? Because Geez, Florida's awfully nice. There's no state taxes in Texas. I mean, how can we help you? The beautiful four seasons, Tony. (laughs) (laughs) And we have amazing golf courses too. But Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I think one is being an ambassador. I mean, here, you know, again, my home is here in East Lansing. I can get to Lake Michigan in an hour and a half, right? We have access to, you know, Detroit in an hour and 15 minutes, Chicago in three hours. 
I get an affordable lifestyle. I can hop on a plane and go explore the globe. I think that that is an important piece to describe our lifestyle here, because especially in these days, and I think what some of the lessons of COVID, right, is you want to be around places that you enjoy spending time. I would also say that to our companies in the state, you know, we need to think creatively about how we're meeting workforce challenges. I know many companies that I've talked to are already thinking about what are non-traditional formats for work. Like there are still over 130,000 women that haven't come back to the workforce post-COVID. Now, can you offer a part-time role and lend some flexibility that could be attractive to bringing, and I'm just using women in this example, that could be attractive to coming back into the workforce. So that company culture is really more important than ever. So I would say to you in your conversations, that is important to be a thought partner, I think, and drive creative thinking through your discussions in this venue. We've been talking with Carrie Ebersall-Singh, who's the Executive Vice President and Chief of Talent Solutions for the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Carrie, I feel more upbeat now about where we're going here with manufacturing. Thank you so much, and we'll stay in touch with you. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.